Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I am Will Brinson. I am your host. The 2019 NFL season is over, and the Kansas City Chiefs are world champions, Super Bowl champions. We are live from Hard Rock Stadium. Well, near Hard Rock Stadium. We're sitting out by our CBS Sports HQ set. We'll break down the whole game, but let's introduce... The lovely gentleman who will be joining me for this episode as they have uh, throughout the entire year. And now really, this is the first Super Friends Super Bowl, as Ryan put it. Ryan Wilson, what'd you think? First full Super Friends season in the books? It's great. Yeah, I'm never going to add something up. Yeah, no, it was a wonderful Super Bowl. Auxiliary box seating for uh, everyone but superstar Will Brinson. Senior NFL writer. Could not, I mean, the Seats were in the end zone. They were in the Chiefs end zone. Me, Breach, Sean all sat together. Dubin sat to, to Sean's left. Again. For the love of all that is holy, when I do the intro and I throw it to you, I need a three-second comment followed by something that can draw a breach. And I had a fantastic time, as I mentioned. It was me. Yes, no, it was great. <laughs> breach, Sean. And we're also joined by the lovely and talented Jared Dubin. Of course, Debo here producing. Liz on site, just to make sure I don't like drop anything. This was my first ever five star <laughs> Super Bowl. I like everyone on the podcast to know that I ran into the number one celebrity Bengals fan of all time. Brinson dumped me, ditched me in the press box. I had no idea where to go. I got lost. It was a four foot walk from the bathroom to the press box. And I got lost. I this you get there. <laughs> and I get lost on that four foot walk. I run into Nick Lachey, which basically all my dreams. I could quit my job, go live on a beach somewhere and be happy for the rest of my life because I got a selfie with Nick Lachey at Super Bowl. Meanwhile, I got to sit next to Ryan Wilson and watch him cover the Super Bowl old school with a piece of paper, <laughs> taking notes That's the entire time by hand, not even using the computer. Uh, it was great, and he's narrating the whole thing. He, oh, there's a flag! He's screaming that every five minutes. It was great. Old school, baby. We have some, um, I don't want to call it delicious, but it's it's got alcohol in it. Uh, red wine. <laughs> it's Walgreens. Walgreens red wine that Sean snuck out here. We're probably... In violation of some rule, but whatever. It's Super Bowl. Um, look, this game was, this game was three hours and 29 minutes in total. The, it was not the shortest game of all time. 31 to 20 was the final score. The Chiefs win. Uh, I think that if you had the win probability graph here, that you would look at it like with, with seven minutes left in the fourth quarter, the Chiefs were down 20 to 10. I think what you're going to say is that we can basically rename this the Kyle Shanahan win probability graph where it gets so high and there's no way you can lose, and then you lose. So let me ask you this. I'll ask this. Breach, was this a – I don't think this is a – this was like the, like the Texans game and the Titans game to me in a, in a similar fashion. It wasn't a choke by the other team because Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are just that good on offense and they have so many weapons. I, but anyway, look – you had a ten point lead in the fourth in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. You choked, but like to me, it was oh, Dubin has a win probability graph. Lovely. It was ninety five point six percent at the point you're talking about. Because I'm writing, I wrote the story on the Shanahan, you know, second collapse in three years, and the Falcons 
Patriots game, it was 99.6% Falcons were going to win. This time, it was only 95.6%. But still, to your part saying that it wasn't a collapse, I would argue it was because they had a complete and utter failure on both sides of the ball. It wasn't like just the defense struggled against Mahomes in the fourth quarter. That's expected. As Dubin noted, you know, the Chiefs were running more plays. The 49ers got tired on defense. Offensively, there was no excuse. They were going up and down the field, and then the fourth quarter, you picked a bad time to have your first few punts and completely fall apart. Punt, punt, turnover on downs, interception. They finished with 59, let me check my story, it might have been 57, 59 total yards in the fourth quarter on four possessions. That is not great, Bob. And I, and I think the the bigger failure to me was the defense coming up short in the final few, dri- few drives. Obviously, they gave up three touchdowns on the Chiefs' final three possessions uh, to lose the game. But this was really a case where it felt like they were one play away from winning this game. All they had to do was stop a third and 15 with roughly seven and a half minutes left in the game. Um, and if they stop that... The, the Chiefs are probably punting, or they're going for a 4th and 15 deep in their own territory, and they're probably not converting. And what they do is they give up a 46, 44-yard bomb to Tyreek Hill downfield. Everyone after the game, from Mahomes by, to Tyreek hey, Hill. By the way, sorry not to interrupt you, <laughs> this is important. You don't do that much. So that's Patrick okay. Mahomes, on the play in question, the third down of 15 play where he threw, he threw that pass, and he, and he ended up, um, you know, really, that, that, that changed everything in the game. Like, I think you're 100% right. Breach has been telling us for 48 hours, I could definitely throw 48 yards in the air. That was what you'd have to do. That play was 44 yards. You can't make that throw. That play was 57.1 yards in the air, Brinson, and I never said I could throw that far. Oh. How is it not 44? It was because it was a 44-yard game, but it traveled 57.1 yards in the air because he dropped back like eight or nine. For anyone who, who, who looks at the next-gen stats, they do like the dots on the play. He literally disappears off the screen because he drops back so far, and I think that's what made the throw so impressive. He definitely floated it. If it's a perfect throw, it's probably a touchdown. But all he needed to do was get there, and that throughout the entire game, outside of one pass to Sammy Watkins in the first half, there was nothing open downfield. Dude, the... Patrick Mahomes was not good in this game until the fourth quarter. All right, agreed. He was not. He was bad. You were going a little heavy on the old Patrick Mahomes isn't good stuff. So we were. Was, wait, let me jump in real quick. He was like bad Monday when we had special super friend Jonathan Jones in with us. We have Jared Dubin here right now, and he's going to chime in. We were talking about the the defense and kind of not coming up at the end of the game. They let up the twenty one points in the fourth quarter. This is something that we were talking about when we were on our way down here. The Chiefs ran seventy five plays in the game. Seventy one was the Damian Williams touchdown. The most plays in the league per game this year was the Eagles, 69 plays per game. The Chiefs themselves only ran 61 plays per game. That's why the defense got tired at the sure. end of the game. They were on the field for so many more plays than you would usually expect. And the 49ers were really good at avoiding having to stay on the field throughout the entire season. This was just way more than they usually play, and that's why they were so, you know, not not able to keep up with that speed in the fourth. And what's interesting, too, I find is that, I think, is that, on those on those drives, so the, the Chiefs scored three touchdowns in a span of six minutes. They went no huddle and tempo out of necessity because they knew they had to score quickly. And it's like, yeah, probably should have been doing this all all game. We were talking in the press box. Debo was saying like he was getting flashbacks to like the Andy Reid oh, Eagles. Boy, yeah. 
and it really was. I think um, I think Chase Stewart of Football Perspective actually tweeted out the time differences on that drive when they were down ten was almost the exact same when the Eagles were down ten with that McNabb. No, no, they, they got the ball. It's like it's within like five seconds. They got the ball at the same time, but then like McNabb puked all over himself, and Mahomes let it. Touch well, it but Sean, we actually talked about the third quarter when the 49ers went up twenty to ten. We're like, this is best case for Kansas City because it's going to force them to speed up their offense, which had been working and just hadn't been doing enough of it. And the, you know, all right. So you want to refute that Patrick Mahomes is bad, Ryan? I, I'm confused. No, I wanted you to quit talking so I could point out that in John <laughs> Breach's bold predictions, which I gave him, I said Patrick Mahomes will throw two interceptions, which he did, and he still won the game and team MVP. And he dunked on you for calling him out for the first 40 minutes with that fantastic comeback. In fact, the last, maybe the next to last drive, it wasn't the D will uh, touchdown run that sort of sealed it. But Sean and I were talking, and um, Jimmy G had the ball deep in his own end. Sean actually gave them a 40% chance of coming down and making it close. Was it 24-20 at that time? Yeah, they needed a touchdown to go win the game. I felt more like 35%, but still, they had a chance to win it. And uh, we were talking about this with Dubin as well. Jimmy G airmails a pass to Manny Sanders in the end zone. That He had two guys beat. He had to beat pretty soundly. Yeah, that's got to be a touchdown. It's got to be a touchdown. I'm not hanging that on Jimmy G, but that could have been a different You spider. know what that reminds me of, though? The Seattle Mr. loss in oh. overtime. When he had on third and ten in overtime, that pass downfield that was broken up by the Seahawks DB, and a lot of people gave that DB credit. And I remember on the podcast, because Ryan, you disagreed with me, and Brinson came around once he watched the replay. It was underthrown. If that's a perfect throw, that's an 80-yard or 75-yard walk-off touchdown. Like, ball placement, I feel like, has been a theme throughout a season why we've yeah. been a little bit down on it, and ball placement costs them the Super Bowl. And we saw the roller coaster ride of Jimmy Garoppolo, though. Usually he is either bad or good in the game. You kind of get it right away, but we got all of it. That first quarter interception, it was Ooh. like Sean Ooh. throwing it with his bare foot. You know, like, it was that bad. Or he, he was trying to throw the ball away. He was trying to throw the ball away, except he threw it to a Chiefs defender, and that's not. Well, the funny thing is, as noted by friend of the program, Bill Barnwell, Jimmy G was uh, in the fourth quarter, three of eleven for thirty-six yards and inter- interception, and a sack on fourth and ten. Well, and that's, right? it, yeah, and so the second and third Are quarter, you? he caught fire. I knew he was going to interrupt me, so I was trying to get your attention not to let him talk. Uh, the funny thing is, and this is why he didn't want to let me talk, he was all in Jimmy G's business the first half, and he said, there's no way he's going to come out struggling when the game is on the line, and he came out struggling. Well, let's, uh, look, okay. That was you. I didn't say that. Look, uh, that was Jimmy Sean. G, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy G didn't lose in this game. No, 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 no. He, he did what he was supposed to do. Now, did he, did he make clutch throws late? When, when he needed to make them in order to, to lead them on a game-winning drive? No. But I think you got to give the Chiefs defense credit, too. Like they, well, he got sacked, and that's not really his fault. He overthrew Manny Sanders. That's a tough play. It, that, that That's a throw that an elite quarterback makes and you need to yeah. make, but, I mean, it's a really difficult. I mean, that put, it's not, yeah, it's not an easy throw, right, but yeah. at the same time, it's a, it's a throw. You have to give Manny Sanders a chance. As someone who backed the Chiefs and was, you know, therefore rooting for the Chiefs to win and took the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl several weeks ago, when that throw went up in the air... I was like looking at my binoculars when that throw. When I was, I was looking at my binoculars. I love the visual of old man Bristol with binoculars. Are they flip down binoculars, or you have to hold them? With your no, head? they're like Bush Neil hunting binoculars. They're huge. And when I'm looking through, and I see Jimmy G uncork one deep, and I'm like, I, I put him down. I'm like, oh no! Like I'm looking for the ball. I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna score! And then I, you're like, that? We were in that, that end zone. Oh, fun fact: no touchdowns were scored in the Chiefs' end zone. In this Super Bowl. Yeah, that's right. We were sitting in that end zone, and that ball hung in the air for an eternity, I feel like. Like, I feel like we all got up and leaned forward looking at it because he was so open. By the way, you know why I interrupt people? Because otherwise you sit there like doing staring at well, the ball. Well, let me real quick. Like. I shared a picture on Facebook of where we were in the Chiefs end zone, and I'm like, I hope all the action happens down here. <laughs> and it just turned into, like, a so mocking of zero action happening. So, by the way, I mean, yes, Jimmy G was whatever it was, 3 of 11 in the fourth quarter. He took that bad sack, too, but... 
He was really good in between the first pick and the fourth quarter. Yep. Yep. Basically, the reason they were winning the game, Mostert did nothing for essentially the entire game until that. The Chiefs were run. the Chiefs were really good against the run. The Chiefs were good against the run. I was Mostert surprised. Didn't do much. Tevin Coleman didn't do much. Basically, the only plays that they were making was they had the two end arounds to Debo Samuel, uh, one of which looked like it was supposed to be a pass. But it wasn't open, so he had to, you know, break through the middle. And then basically the only other plays that they were making was they had the, they ran the same play twice to use check. One of them was a touchdown. The other one was almost a touchdown. Then he hit Debo over the middle a couple times, and that was basically it. Garoppolo was the whole offense until that fourth oh quarter. He was the reason that they took the lead. Like, he's got to make those plays in the end, but I feel like we can't just sit here and say that he was really bad. No, you're right. I was, I said, oh my God, not because of your point, which is a good point. I was looking back at our prop bets before. And I, I missed on a few pretty badly. Uh, and I was opposite everything Ryan picks. That makes me probably good. Thanks. Uh, I was getting DMs from um, podcast listeners who were like, "Bro, we are crushing it! Pick six podcast killer." We had, hey, Patrick Mahomes first touchdown. How you like that? I had first touchdown prop anytime. I, to- uh, no, I was going to say I had the half interception for Jimmy G. I mean, first, excuse me, for Patrick Mahomes as well. That was easy. Over one, over yeah. Juice uh, getting a touchdown was Juice, like huge, like yep. plus four or five hundred. Yeah. I had the under on the hundred yard rushers for the 49ers, No one, or no um, one in the game got hundred yards. Yeah, I oh, had Damian the, Williams did, but uh, for the 49ers. Yeah, um, yeah. So we did really well in the pro- yes, Ryan. Fifty eight and a half more yards for um, Patrick Mahomes over Jimmy G. That happened. So that I crushed that one. That means you got dunked on. Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear the worst bad beat uh, of, of a prop I've ever heard? Go. Uh, this is from David Purdom of ESPN. Uh, the most bet prop at William Hill was on Patrick Mahomes rushing yards. Ooh. It opened at 29 and a half, got bet up all the way to 36 and a half. Mahomes was at 44 before their final drive. And oh. on his three kneel downs, he lost 15 yards. Yeah, hate. <laughs> oh, my God. Like it's a new, you... Oh, I just realized that. I lost that very much. <laughs> Andy hey, Reid dunked yeah, on hate, Debo. You hate to see it. <laughs> Andy Reid off the bye. Andy Reid off the bye. Andy Reid off the bye. We actually had a listener tweet that to us. Like, hey, guys, you were walks with Andy Reid off the bye. Um, so, yeah, like, I, it, it was, I mentioned it was the shortest Super Bowl, three hours and 29 minutes. Broncos, Seahawks was three hours, 23 minutes. It was very bizarre because it was, like, an entertaining, well-played game. But it did, it was that heavyweight fight. Obviously, the game went under the total to you know to nobody's. Oh, it did hit the opening total. You're right. Uh, good call, Dubin. So, like, it, I don't know. It did feel like a heavyweight fight where they were trying to make sure nobody made a mistake. Yeah. But I also think that Jimmy G. I think Patrick Mahomes came out was nervous. Like he was sailing balls early, and then once the pressure got to him, the very first series he short hopped two passes, three and out, and you're like, oh, okay. And then the 49ers came down, kicked that field goal. Well, one of them got tipped. Both okay. took one up, but then the, the second one he short hopped, which was interesting because they came out and they ran an option play and they got seven or eight yards and it was like they're going three and out after having second and two, second and three. Um, but the thing about Mahomes, I'm, he's been like this at the beginning of every postseason game. Like he they've has. gone like three and out every single time. But, but he but he didn't start bad in the first two. Against the Texans, like Kelsey dropped, had that drop, dropped, yeah. and then against the Titans, Kelsey had the drop, the other <laughs> drop too. There's a theme. Yeah, Kelsey. Yeah, it, but it, it just felt like he wasn't. 
because he started slow and seemed to be a bit nervous and a little uncomfortable, the pass rush then was able to get home and sort of really put pressure on him and it affected him. I think the thing for me that I was most as as a big Patrick Mahomes fan, obviously what what, what uh, yeah, I'm announcing my Patrick Mahomes fandom. Um, the thing that are you on the bandwagon? The thing that yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're on the I, I've leaned the bandwagon, as Ryan would say. Yeah, um, I founded the Patrick Mahomes bandwagon <laughs> starting today. Go ahead. Yeah. The thing that. I was most disappointed in him wasn't even the early going because I thought a lot of that was Reed was oddly there were so many like short passes he was hyper they weren't they were throwing the ball and they were running the ball actually wet better than I expected them to run the ball we kept talking about this press box that Damian Williams was running really well and that they had more after two series they had more rushing yards and passing yards the thing that disappointed me about him was in that third quarter and at the beginning of the fourth quarter when they were down he really started to force the issue. I mean, that interception yeah. he threw, a lot of people were saying he didn't see Fred Warner, who intercepted linebacker underneath the coverage. Bro, I don't care what... I don't it care. was third and forever, and I thought he was like, I need to make a play here, I'm throwing it up and take a chance, as opposed to you dirt it and you punt and flip field position at the very least. It was a real... It was, so Jimmy Garoppolo had a terrible, unacceptable interception, and Mahomes was way worse. Yes. Way worse. Garoppolo, you understand he was trying to throw it away, and he should have just ate Wait it. Wait a second, uh, Fred Warner interception was worse than the arm punt by Jimmy G? Yeah, because I think sure. you understand the intention was to throw it away and not take a sack. Yes, he should. In hindsight, he should eaten eaten the ball and taken the loss. Mahomes saw him and he was like, he "We can't punt. It. We can't punt. Yeah. We're down." It was it was a panic throw, which which yeah. is what it was. Yeah, it really was. Um, and then with the other Patrick Mahomes interception that we mentioned, that's the one where it was like, "Oh my god!" Because they were they're, down. They're, the ten. 49ers are going to win. They're down ten. They're moving the ball. They're moving the ball. Well, they came out the second half with two straight interceptions, so it was like they can't move the ball. What was the What was yeah. the second one? The second one was the oh, one Tyreek Tyree Tyree Hill's yeah. wide open. It's going to be uh, a first down. A bad throw. He throws it behind him. Now Tyreek did get his hands on it, and you, you don't want to. I mean, that's like, a bad throw. No, but we got to be consistent because I was saying all year that on the, all those Baker interceptions, it hit the receiver's hands. A good no, ball dude, placement eliminates the probability. Yeah, of ball placement might be a touchdown. That's right. Bad like, and they're also, they're also in field goal range, by yeah. the way, and they were down ten. Worst case, you kick a field goal, you're only down seven. Yeah, and if you look, uh, Jonathan Jones tweeted out, I think, but it was um, the heat map for Jimmy G's passing. Like they were. All over the middle. It was just middle, 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 middle. And, like, that's what was a little disappointing about – although I guess – so, like, that's why you want to credit Kyle Shanahan for this game plan. Because I think he knew that the Chiefs were going to sell out to stop the run. And they did. And they did a good job stopping the run. And so, as as such, he wanted to try and be more aggressive passing. And he knows that Jimmy G is most comfortable throwing to guys who are running on the on, in the middle of the open field. A, and, he, and he had 13, passing, 13 first downs passing. You know, he, I thought he – as Jared – pointed out he did a, a good job passing uh, until the end there and one of the knocks on Jimmy G is that when he comes off his first read he will force the ball into a second and third reads without thinking about the underneath coverage and we saw that in fact Sean and I were talking about I think Anthony Hitchens almost intercepted a ball on that slant route I think it was Manny Sanders he was there on third down or two, and think, yeah. Jimmy was throwing that no matter what Hitchens was just a split second late um, but I will say look yes Kyle Shanahan is a fantastic play caller we all agree on that um, super conservative before the half. Ooh. Didn't go for it on fourth downs when he had a chance to do it. So, you know, did I do something? We need but, a... Yeah, uh, well, so let me... Debo, Debo, had, like, Debo had literally just slapped me and said, oh. after quarterbacks, go into coaching here. And I said, great call. And then with that, like, you just... Before we go into Shanahan gotta, real gotta, quick, gotta, let's yeah. give Andy Reid... Before we roast Shanahan, which Andy we spent a lot of time doing... Well, why, don't we, why don't we roast Shanahan first and then... And, and, <laughs> Debo, and, Debo's and then raising his hands. <laughs> Mr. Breeze. Well, I think that what Ryan is saying is, because Britson, you just mentioned that. Hey, no, let Ryan finish his point about Shanahan. 
No, that's it. You can go ahead, John. My point is that he was conservative on fourth downs, and Sean made this point in the press box. We're in a situation where Andy Reid's like, balls out. I'm going for it. I'm, I've gotten this far. I'm not going to be conservative at this point. Shanahan's a little, yeah. And then the, the halftime thing, I don't, can you explain that? Yeah, the halftime thing. Let me ask you about this, Breach. Okay. Was that, like, there are a couple things where they happen in a press box where it's like, every, like, it's we like, were cheering the whole time. Go, go ahead. What's that? <laughs> every we were cheering the whole time. Every Sammy Watkins we, we actually like, we were all going to high-five We were like, no cheering the press box. Unless it's Sammy Watkins catching the ball. The first big Sammy Watkins catch, Steve Ogle looks down at me and goes, Sammy Watkins. <laughs> I wish I'd been out there. You guys are not going to um, be invited back by the NFL. Right. So, like, but you know, like, when certain things happen in the press box, it goes from, like, people, like, kind of whispering to, like, you're the person next to you. Like, everyone is just openly, like, talking. When Kyle Shanahan didn't stop calling timeouts, I was like, what are you doing, bro? Why aren't you calling your timeouts? He, the Chiefs were punting, and he didn't call timeout to stop the clock with like a minute 45 yeah, or yeah, 50 left, least. right? Yeah, so there was no excuse for this. I, I, I think, yeah, no, I've got it out. And so. John, John Lynch called timeout in the box. Wes Welker yeah, called timeout yeah, in the box. Yeah. There's nothing worse. Giselle was calling timeout. <laughs> Tom can't throw the ball to himself. Wait, wait was it actually Wes Welker or was it Mina Kimes Wes Welker? I heard someone. I saw uh, on Twitter. Did you not hear? Did you hear about this? No, but did he just get got from Twitter? I don't know. I, I heard someone say it. and I just ran with it. I didn't see the West Walker thing. I thought John Lynch. Maybe the was maybe the person was like me. I I think she told the story on Levitard show. Yeah, I got you know it. what? I don't. I don't. You know. Never mind. I'll talk. All right. Well, I, I definitely know John Lynch. Reese has been trying to talk Go for ahead, like John. twenty minutes. Well, right. So you had the play clock start at one forty-eight, right? So if Kyle Shanahan calls this timeout with 148 left in the first half. All of a sudden, the Chiefs run their next play with 147 left. You punt it. You have 140. You run your two-minute drill. Instead, they let it run all the way down. The Chiefs take the punt with 108. 49ers get their punt return. And by the time their offense is on the field to run their next play, there's only 59 seconds left. And nothing screams, I don't trust my quarterback. Right. In an important situation more than throwing away a potential two-minute drill. Do you think Andy Reid would not give Patrick Mahomes the ball with a minute 40 left and in the first half? That's, he would try and get him two drives. Sean, also, what also, what, one, one, you lost by four points. Two, you've got, like, you've got all the, feels like all the momentum going into the second half here. And, uh, three on the Mina Kimes thing. And she did, she told on the Levitar show, I'll tell it. She went up, I can't believe you guys haven't heard this. She goes up Why at media, she goes up media night and, and walks up to John Lynch and sits there and, and t- so asks him a question for like a full minute and then <laughs> realizes it's Wes Walker. By the way, we they look sort of alike, I guess. They had big that heads. Didn't get a laugh. Jeez. We uh, you told us this before um, <laughs> last night. Well, I was I just going to say real night. quick on that drive, he didn't decide to try and score a touchdown until after Andy Reid called a timeout. So it he like ran Andy the ball. T- so not only did he burn forty whatever seconds off the clock, then he called two straight running plays. He was trying to get into halftime because he was he was content with ten ten and did not want to give the ball back to Mahomes. Actually, then he actually almost had a jailbreak. He said, "Oh, maybe she goes score." It's like, what are you doing? Kittle got called for the OPI, which did. would have been down to the five yard line or whatever. But then they only would have had six seconds with right. one shot yeah. at the end zone. Yeah, and yeah. The, 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 just I would say the other thing, Dubin, not to make reach him back up, is that <laughs> Poor the, the arguments I heard for why he didn't call the timeouts: one, it was um, that he didn't want to give the ball back to Mahomes, or two, that he was worried what? he'd get pinned on the one yard line. That wasn't even the oh, argument. He said that in yeah. the press conference. Oh, he did. He literally admitted he didn't want to give. So now you don't trust. He your, said I didn't want to give Mahomes the ball. I didn't want to give that offense the ball back, dude. You coach like that. You coach scared like that, and you were going to lose well, the Super Bowl. Lose. Well, and All right, let Dubin, let Dubin have it. By four points. I've only been raising my hand to speak because I don't have an actual microphone. I've been raising my hand to speak for like six full minutes. But 
But like, but Tim, so, oh. so the listeners know, Breach has, Breach has to lean down <laughs> and throw his microphone. You're going to interrupt me after I have you, have you listened to this podcast, Steven? Is this your first podcast? Welcome to the podcast, Steven. Yeah, hate to see it. I remember my first podcast. I'm going to six minute tangent because that's the, the only You're going to get about 90 seconds. You know how you I might be able to just give me this. You know how you might be able to overcome that George Kittle offensive pass interference. Maybe by calling a timeout earlier. Maybe by not running on the first two plays. And like, how do you kick on the fourth and one and the fourth and two? Like, yeah. you're not beating Patrick yeah. Mahomes with field goals. You know, we're talking. Obviously, I guess we can go into Andy Reid now too. Like. But we talked to that. We talked about the Texans game. We talked about this. It's like, look, Bill O'Brien. Like, we get it. Where you want to get the points, but you're not beating Patrick Mahomes with three point scores. Well, you're going to every, need thirty five points. And minimal. everybody was going nuts on that Chiefs' first field goal drive when it looked like it was a first down. Then they reviewed the play. It's like, oh, it's a fourth down. He has the field goal team out there during the review. Yeah. And then as soon as they come back from the commercial, he gotcha. brings out the offense, and they wind up getting yep. the touchdown. By the way, I like that. I like that little – that was a nice little piece of trickery that's, by Andy Reid. To that's send the, what you should do, but and that but I'm saying to, for them. But I'm saying to send the field goal team out throughout the duration of the review and all of that. And But you do that, and so, like, Kyle Shanahan is prepping to – to put up a field goal defense up, and so you rush your offense back out, and then they're going to quickly call a defensive play. I'm not they sure don't have if to. Reed was it. asked about that after the game, but I don't think it was triggered. I think he changed his mind during the timeout and oh. decided. So, like, he literally went out there and said, "I'm going to kick the field goal." Kind of thought about the game situation more. It was like, you know what? That's what old Randy Andy Reed would do. I am going for the touchdown. I do want to go back to Reed, though, because we were talking about... So anyway, like... I might get arrested for murder before I leave for my flight in well, five hours. Well, Brinson, you might get off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that they would understand. You like, got our If silence. you're in Florida and you murder someone from North Carolina, I feel like it's okay. But... <laughs> Florida man. Florida. <laughs> That's his new nickname. Florida man. <laughs> Andy Reed. Again, so, like, we were talking about Mahomes short-arming those throws early in the game to Damian Williams. Happened once to the left, once to the right. They were in that three-by-one set that they do with Kelsey all the time. They had Kelsey split out wide. The two deep plays that they hit uh, later in the game, the first one, Kelsey is in line in the three-by-one set this time, and he actually gets a chip on the defensive end. It gave Mahomes enough time to get that ball down the field to Sammy Watkins. And then on the other one, he's in line on the three side, and it's Sammy Walk or sorry, to get the ball down the field to Tyree Kill. And then the second shot that they hit down the field to Sammy Watkins, Kelsey's on the three side, and, Mah- and uh, Watkins is isolated one-on-one against Sherman, and that's how they were able to get him free. They changed up what they were doing in those three-by-ones in order to give Mahomes time to get the ball down the field, which they weren't doing earlier in the game. See, that's what's funny is like we're joke, we're seeing Andy Reid off the bye. For me, it almost felt like Reid's game plan at the start wasn't even that great. But what he did so well in this game was adjust. Whether it was what Dubin's talking about, or it's the fact he's sending the field goal unit on, and then he decides to kick, and then later he realizes um, he went for another fourth down and short, and he didn't even send the field goal, field goal unit on. He still ended up kicking um, after they didn't get a first down three plays later. I felt like Andy Reid's best thing in this game was how he adjusted on the fly, and it wasn't the game plan he constructed. I felt like didn't even work that well, but he was able to adapt. Yeah, no, I agree. And like again, he sort of had to. I don't know if it was even adapting. Like I don't think if they were down four points that they would have gone no huddle. I don't know, like you know what I mean. If they down three points, I think they might have just kept doing what they were doing. Forty ers but yeah, the, the the Chiefs. But because oh. it was twenty to ten and they were down ten points for seven minutes, it's like yeah, we go. have to go no huddle. And you know, again. And you guys mentioned the fourth down with the field goal. The 49ers' first drive of the third quarter, they drove down fourth and two, and they kicked a field goal. And Sean and I just looked at each other like, 
I think you might have even tweeted something. Like, you're at the point. It's the second half. You want to win this game. Andy Reid's already proven he's going to go for it on fourth down to win. You've got to take that same mentality or he is going to beat you over your head with a cheeseburger because that's what Andy Reid does. He's not a guy who usually goes and he's not aggressive on fourth down, but he decided he was going to be and Shanahan didn't do that. If I was Kyle Shanahan, I would have gone into this game and said, you know what? If we have fourth and three or shorter, we're going for it every time because we have to get but touchdowns. But what about this? What if it's the case that we heard all week that the the 49ers wide receivers had all the faith in the world in Jimmy G, but Kyle's like, look, man, he is who he is, and we ain't, we we got to win this way because I don't want to take chances. Well, after that interception that he threw, the really oh. bad one, they came out and ran five, and like there was one of them was a pass because it was like a shovel the pass. Touch pass. But it was it was basically five straight runs, and you could tell that he was like, man, we got to get this ball. Like Jimmy sort of struggling a little bit here. We got to get this ball out of here. Kyle Shanahan's team. This is uh has now been outscored forty six to nothing inside the fourth quarter. Inside the fourth quarter, uh, ten minute mark of his last two Super Bowls yeah. via a Sports Center tweet. That, that is tough. Not great. I also do think though that like if we're gonna dog Shanahan, and look, it's no, we're not dogging him, but we're saying like fourth. You got conservative fourth down. That halftime thing, no one yeah. understands. Right. I don't. I mean, the but, more we talk about it, the more Eileen, where Breach was saying that Shanahan blew this. Well, but but no. but here's the thing. One, it's unfair to to hit Shanahan with Kyle Shanahan's teams like he was the head coach of the Falcons. Yes, that's the other thing. And and two, it was Brady and Mahomes, like. All-time greats. No, yeah, I know he's Mahomes, Mahomes, only third year, but he's already an all-time great. Mahomes he's the youngest. Two. He's the youngest quarterback to ever win a but Super Bowl and MVP. If they go for those fourth downs, and you just said Mahomes played bad for forty minutes or whatever, threw two interceptions, that this was the game to take advantage of Patrick Mahomes not playing well, and they weren't able to do it. You got, you got Patrick Mahomes' worst game of the season, probably the worst it's game of career, his career, career, and you had a ten-point lead in the fourth quarter, and, and yeah. you didn't I put it away. You Teams it. thirty-two times have gone in the fourth quarter with a. 10 point lead. They are 29 and 3. Kyle Shanahan has two of those losses. By the way, Ooh. shout out to Sammy Watkins. Five catches. Yes. 98 yards. If he had won MVP, you would have lost your bet. Don't shake your head, Debo. No, that's not how that works. None of these, none of these yards counted. Yes. They, I, I think Sammy seemed pretty excited. Debo, I've never seen him so excited. What did Devontae Parker do tonight? Ooh. When you go to, like, that's a reverse layup on you. <laughs> I banked that one in. <laughs> that was a bank three-pointer. Zubin has now given up, allowing Breach to talk. <laughs> I, I stole Florida, Breach's Florida headset. Man. <laughs> Florida Man strikes yeah. again. You can't get arrested for burglary of a headset. Everybody knows that's not a thing. But Kyle Shanahan, like... You got fourth and two. This is why you have, if, even if you don't trust your quarterback, that's why you have the best design run game in the league. You know? Like, that's what you did all year. You ran the ball better than everybody else. It's better to run in short yardage than it is to throw. Go in that situation, you know, put a guy in motion, send Debo Samuel on a fake end around, or do that thing where Garoppolo fakes the throw after you hand it off on the sweep, and get the first down there. And then, like, I, I, I do think, like, there was some bad decision-making from Shanahan, but also, like, he designed all of those plays to get them back into the game. He designed, you know, those two fake outside zone runs where Garoppolo rolled out and hit Kyle Juszczyk for the touchdown and the almost touchdown. You know, he designed the the, the end around to Debo Samuel, the, the end around where he looked like he was going to throw it. It's not like he coached a, ter- a terrible game. Like, when we thought that the 49ers were going to win with, what was it, like eight minutes left, <laughs> I sent an email to our thread about what we were writing about after the game, and I was like, I'm going to write about like Kyle Shanahan is a genius, but everybody's going to learn the wrong lessons from what this 49ers team was. Like The um, the thing about 
Well, let's talk about the legacy stuff too, because it, it's like I, we said before the podcast. Can the, I ask you this? In the th- in the third quarter, were you writing? Okay, is Patrick Holmes a choker in big games? Were you writing that? No, 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 no. no. Okay. I, but I wrote in. I wrote in my gamer. Here's what I. Uh, let's see if I can find it real quick. I wrote. Here's the. Uh, here's the paragraph. Down ten with less than nine minutes to go. The Chiefs' chance of winning the Super Bowl were they away. A third fifteen. Blah 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 blah. A whole bunch of sensibly the defense wins championship stories were cooking up in the Hard Rock Stadium press box. Wentz were the opinions about Mahomes' ability to win on the biggest stage were no doubt percolating in the minds of hot take cannons across the country. Someone was going to if that game had ended twenty to ten, and Mahomes had thrown another pick, like a third pick, someone was going to come with the take: Can Patrick Mahomes win the big one? Someone this offseason was right. Yes. I, I'm not going to name anybody in sports media who would do it, but... Will Brinson, go I, ahead. I'm not going to cover that take. I'm telling you that people were going to have that take at some point this summer. I mean, again, I look for the good in every Patrick Mahomes performance. A, a year ago, we were having that argument about if he outplayed Brady, and I was adamant that he did outplay Brady. I think, to Patrick Mahomes' credit, like, he can, he was not good for the most, like, 80% of this game. No. But he was, he was and they still three. scored thirty-one points. Yes, like you know what I mean. Like this is him at a, this is what should terrify if we're talking about moving forward the rest of the NFL. Yes, like, even yes. at his worst against the second best defense in football, he put up thirty-one. He fumbled once. He had two interceptions, yeah. and they scored thirty-one points. And that forty-four yard pass that traveled fifty-seven point one air yards. Apparently, we were sitting in the end zone, and when the ball left his hands. I was like, okay, is he just throwing it away? It like was a, unclear. Throwing it out for a pick or something. And yeah. then out of the the right corner of your eye, you see Cheetah literally cheating across the field. No one's over there, and you're like, what happened? I actually went to but the a better pass is a walk-in touchdown. But he stop fit, it. Stop he dropped it. back like twenty yes. yards. I, I, yeah. It wasn't a it, look. You just said he thought he was throwing it away. It was not a great pass. I he thought was, that he didn't think that. He knew what he was doing. Uh, no, he he. he it was not a great pass. No, it, no, well, he, he, did, he Okay, so usually you'll see a receiver say run like a ten yard out, and the, and the quarterback will throw it before the guy makes the cut. But it happens from ten yards because it's almost impossible to do that from deeper, and that's what it felt like because Tyreek yes. was headed towards the post, and Mahomes started thought that's why we all th- thought he was throwing it away because Tyreek started his cut after Mahomes threw it. It looked like he was throwing it to no one, yeah. and I don't even think whoever was back there, I didn't see what 49ers defendant was, he did can, not think a cut was coming. I can tell you, because uh, I went to the locker room afterwards. Sean sent me in there to get him some quotes. That was Did like some writing tonight, huh? Yeah, that that was a fun. Hey, he's getting a byline on the story. <laughs> That's great. So Jimmy Ward was playing deep safety. They had Travis Kelsey running an over route, and it occupied Jimmy Ward for a split second, and then he had to come back as um, Tyreek was going the other way, and that split second proved to be the difference, even though the ball hung in the air forever. Now, the ball did not hit Tyreek in stride, but as we've said, he had to throw it. It felt like four seconds before even Tyreek was going to be underneath the ball. It was a great throw given the circumstances. Dubin pointed out he was under pressure. It looked like he was going to take a second even before that. Um, and you talked to the, the 49ers defense players to talk to. They said, well, uh, it's cover three, and it looked like it when you watch it, and, and we just didn't play it well. I don't know how you play it much better unless Jimmy Ward just automatically plasters well, Cheetah from start to finish. So what Tyreek was saying, first of all, Tyreek was saying that like when they were down 10, he, like he says he's a very emotional football player, and like he was pretty down on himself and down on the game, and Mahomes came up to him um, and, and talked to him and kind of rallied him. And then on that play, he said like a lot of it was just the way he lined his hips and the way he, he – he, I mean, he's obviously one of the fastest players. He can flip them really quick. But ultimately, he was like, guys in this league are so fearful of speed. And I think what happened is this playing center field there – you're thinking he's going vertical, and you're backpedaling thinking he's going vertical. And so when he flips his hips and goes to the left, you have no chance to keep up with him. All right, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we have more Super Bowl analysis, including the 
uh, Andy Reid legacy talk that I promised seven minutes ago. <laughs> All right. <laughs> is, that, is that funny? Night. Night. That's the, uh, you know, I love to saw the, uh, there's a Charlie Day Super Bowl commercial. Um, I didn't see, involved, it. You didn't see Oh, you, you guys didn't see the commercials. Right? We could see the commercials, but I didn't recognize them. Were they on like the Jumbotron or something? Yeah. Oh, well, see, we actually had, um, so they didn't, they didn't issue any, and like, I'm not trying to be a media member. Here who we go. About the food. They didn't issue any head. Did y'all have the head thing? No. So we had, if we wanted to hear, the press box is, is not open. So we had to like stream. The um, Oxbox was amazing. I'm not even kidding. It was a fantastic. I, know, I told you I thought the Oxbox would be better than the. It was. Right? I don't. I don't <laughs> like. You trying to? Break no, up. no, no. We we were talking about. We actually, Chad and I had this conversation. Brenton wouldn't even go in the Oxbox if it was better because it's solely because of of the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the uh, clout for the, the, the peasants. It's for the peasants. Right. No, I I thought about Peter, Peter King and Jeremy Fowler out there, but Brenton, uh, I will not be sitting out there with those guys. <laughs> yeah. Peter King and Jeremy Fowler were out there, were they? One hundred percent. Oh, really? Nice. I would have gone out there. I love it out there. No way. I like the Oxbox. It was amazing, dude. And, and that, so, I look, look. I'm not gonna. Ri- uh, yeah, no, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Rip well, Sean, it. that press box stinks. The views are bad. It. It's in the corner. No, no, what's that? No, but no. The, the angles are bad. There's huge bars in the window. So, like, oh, you have to move around. just made a face like, oh, I'm going to have to cut that. No, no. And, and yeah, talking trash about the Dolphins press box because they box. just spent $400 million on. No, and the um, the seats. So, like, you know, most of these press boxes, like, the level is raised. You guys so, are level so, like, flat. You, but, like, you have, to, you have to stand up and look down to see who's in front of you. I had to move around locking for his head. For instance, like, I had to sit on a high chair just so I could type. Well, we do, are, right? are you guys hungry? Last year? <laughs> no, this year. The chairs uh, you're so far I back. Before the game. Are you are you guys hungry? Uh oh. Uh, I'm not because I had all the food in the press box after the game. That's actually I did say that. You shouldn't have that. That was yeah, the only perk. Because I'm hangry. I'm hangry right yeah, now. I'm not just hungry. It. Um so anyway, anyway legacies. Ahead. Let's talk about some legacies yep. here. All right. Um uh, Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan. It, look. Eh. <laughs> Ryan's done with it. Move yeah. on. Next. Shanahan has no legacy. He just started. We just spent 15 minutes talking about how he gagged another Super Bowl. I did. I didn't agree to that. That's a legacy. It's that's not a legacy. Stop it. You just said also that the the 23, 28 to three wasn't him. I, I'm not saying he deserves all the. He gets he gets too much blame for it. But I mean, like it's on him partially. I mean, because right. he was a play caller. My point being is that it felt like a 20 to 10. It was yeah. like, oh my god. Yeah. Andy no, Reid right. came out here and messed himself on the biggest stage. Well, Patrick Mahomes did on Andy Reid's behalf, yes. Yeah, right. Um, and and then it's like Kyle Shanahan's get all the demons are gone. It's like you know it's twenty to ten. They picked him off. They were marching down, and like at that point, when and it you was, know where all Andy Reid's demons went into Kyle Shanahan's like Ghostbusters <laughs> type thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I feel this is my belief that Andy Reid. And I said this leading up to it. I said I think if the Chiefs win this game, that Andy Reid could be like Phil Mickelson. Who for spent the better part of ten or fifteen years being the best, uh, the best golfer on the planet, or not, not the best golfer on the planet, the best golfer never to win a major. Yes, um, Andy Reid is almost like universally considered one of the best coaches, or if not the best coach ever to not to never. He's win actually a, better than Phil Milkson in that sense. He's, for sure, he's number two worst case. For sure, and as a result, who would be number one? Belichick. I mean, I mean, coaches all time. I think Andy Reid makes. Ooh. It, no, Andy Reid makes a case to be one of the best coaches in the league, not ones who's right. won or lost. Yeah, stop moving the freaking thing around. It's really loud when you guys do that. 
Um, not not that he has. I know Belichick's won 15 times. My point is that. No, but Andy, right, right, but, Andy, but but Andy, I feel like just like Phil Mickelson, because Phil Mickelson won his first major, and then he ripped off a bunch of majors. Because right. no, you get that. the monkey off your back, and then you can just sort of, like, you get comfortable, you know how to do it, you know that the outcome of the single game won't define whatever it is that you're supposed to be doing. What was Phil Mickelson's, I don't remember the first major spent so long, but did he play differently? Because we know Andy Reid has been more carefree, I feel like, in terms of not being so conservative in David, weird situations. Stop. <laughs> yes, Phil Mickelson, I mean, he was like, he wasn't like, he wasn't worried about gagging, you know, like he, you could just tell, like right. his like energy was different, and he felt like he just, he felt like a guy who, he was confident that he could do it. He knew that, and I know Andy Reid, you know, he did, he talked all week like he, he understood that it, you know, it's a team game, it's not about winning one for me. Um, but to me, I think, this cements Andy Reid as a Hall of Famer. I like, thought he would probably would have been one anyway, but yep. this locks him in. Uh, and I, I feel like they're going to rip off a couple of titles with Mahomes now. So, first of all, Kyle Shanahan's 41. He's going to coach for 20 or 30 more years. I don't think we need to really worry about his legacy yet. He's going to be fine. He's one of the best offensive coaches in the league. They're not, like, he's not going anywhere. Second of all, you know, he put 28 points on the Patriots in the first three and a half quarters. One of the best, def- like, defensive coaches ever he did that to. Like, it's it's not like he did nothing of note in these two Super Bowls that he's been in. You know, one as an offensive coordinator and one as a head coach. And then Andy Reid, like, when people are listening to this, I guess it's going to be tomorrow at this point. He did not wake up a better coach today than he was yesterday. He was already an unbelievable coach, already one of the best offensive minds of the last 30 or so years, consistently ahead of the curve on essentially every offensive development that's been going on throughout his career. Like, if you didn't think he was a Hall of Famer yesterday, the problem was with you, not with Andy Yeah, Reed. but, I mean, look, I, I don't disagree with any of that. At the end of the day, though, we do measure every – I mean, like – we we acknowledge that it is stupid that we measure everybody based solely off rings and like the whole like um you know it's like you know so and so is better than so and somebody else it's like well rings is always the answer and that's stupid but at the same time it that's just how sports work it it does matter like titles <laughs> titles matter for the for these coaches and I, I agree with you Kyle Shanahan is it doesn't well, make it's not, and also before that twenty eight to three thing, Tom Brady threw a pick six, so really Shanahan only engineered twenty one of those points, and also the Patriots fumbled one that set up another Falcons touchdown. So it wasn't like Kyle Shanahan because I'm the guy who has been crushing Kyle Shanahan, so I'm not going to give him all the credit for putting up twenty eight points that he didn't put up yeah. uh, while calling that offense. And, and I do think that you know this game, this loss wasn't his fault, but I think he's the person you pin the most percentage of it on. And back to Andy Reid. No, that's that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I just think that. I mean, for me, Reed is, like, I, like I, I, I mean, I know Debo was talking about this. We talked about it throughout the week. Like, he, he, you know, all Eagles fans were rooting for, I mean, like, you know, Jeffrey Lurie said to, uh, I think maybe Ian Rappaport that, like, this is the hardest he's ever rooted for a team outside of an Eagles game. And he came to the game tonight. Yeah. He was here. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, he, I mean, look, Andy Reed gets his first title. I hope he wins a couple more. I love Andy Reed. I think he's awesome. He said after the game, I don't know if you guys heard this or not, uh, but he said, uh, he goes, you know, I'm, uh, I'm going to go uh, celebrate. I think I'm going to have a double cheeseburger. He's earned it. With extra cheese. Yeah. <laughs> but I he think, he think we joking, all agree but... with Dubin that, like, you know, it doesn't change the perception of what he did or what we thought of him before this. But, obviously, super this cements his legacy forever. Like, this is what he needed. And I know that's what we're saying. But this makes him, like, a first ballot Hall of Famer. You know, we're talking. I mean, is, is he in, like, the top whatever, like, Yes. He's in the top five. five. Conversation all the time. I said, I feel too young to like actually say well, that. Like the last, I, well, I said top five and Prisco was like, what are you talking about? Last no, thir- Walsh. Last 30, last 30 years, he's definitely top five. I was going to say, in my lifetime, he, 
for me, is the second best coach I've I was going to say, top five actually Belichick. sounds like a too big I think it's him and Belichick. I would say that he's, I mean, I would put him top five because I think he's won so much. He's won so consistently. He's been to now five uh, conference championship games, right? Two Super Bowls. 15 and 14 in the playoffs now. Yeah, I mean, like, he Good. had the... Wait, for, yeah, exactly. He's been a, he went to four straight with the Eagles. He went to one in 2000. Seven conference 2008, and he went to... Yeah, oh, he's seven. going to... With, 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 Four straight with the Eagles, and they went to one in 2008 where they played the Cardinals. That's right. And they that's last right. year yeah. with the Chiefs, yeah. and this year with the Chiefs. Yes. I mean, like, seven. that's the thing. Yeah, you're right. Five. I, I, five is just off the top of my head. Seven. That's it. Seven's insane. It is it's insane. It's insane. Like, and what people have to realize, and we get, we lose, we lose track of a lot in sports, is that you, you get to that pinnacle or whatever, like, these games are decided by very slim margins and the bounces of balls in certain ways that, you know, like, if you lose in the conference championship game, you shouldn't be disappointed in yourself. But yeah. he won that. He won that now. So, uh, what about Mahomes' legacy? Just starting. I mean, if it, I mean, a year ago. He's got ago. a Super Bowl in year three, year two as a starter. He played terribly for 40 minutes or whatever, and then he did what he does, starting with that throw in the 50, 44 yard, 54, third and 15. Whatever. If he goes to Disney World this week and decides he's going to retire, the dude already has an NFL MVP award, a Super Bowl MVP award, Two AFC championship appearances, which is more than Philip Rivers. Ooh. Dunked on Brenton. Unnecessary burn. <laughs> so, Yikes. I'm saying just think that the guy's been playing for football three years. He's only started two I, of them, and that's his, like, he's I, I got I believe a, he's the second player under 25 to have an MVP. By the way, this, this game did feel like, you know, 49ers get the ball late in the Super Bowl in Miami. It's like, what if this is a recreation of that game where, uh, the Bengals lost the Super Bowl to the 49ers? Oh, oh sick burn, man. Why you gotta bring that up? By the way, do you guys think this game was better than last year's 13-3 game? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, people were calling this game boring. Yeah. No I, way. I saw a lot of tweets about it being no boring way. when it was 10-10 at halftime. People just want, like, pure unbrightled insanity. I, anything think, less. I think there was it's some like... disappointment that the Chiefs offense for, you know, two quarters did not yeah, the 49ers have a really good defense. Exactly. It's, it's like... Did we say they had one play over 15 yards in the first half, the, the Chiefs the, did? The Sammy Watkins throw downfield. Ooh. And then they sort of got going a little bit in the second half. That was dunked on you. Sammy Watkins, I heard him going, Brinson, suck it, as he's running down the field. But only in the second half, it's that 44-yarder that we keep talking about. And I was talking to Kwan Williams, I think, in the locker room afterwards, and he said, yeah, they got that play. But, um, you know, we had the game plan was working in the first half. They didn't do anything we hadn't seen. It's just they have playmakers, and sometimes they make plays. And there's nothing more uh, invigorating as a capital-J journalist than talking to a bunch of players that don't want to talk to you because they just lost the biggest game of their life. I mean well, – and I'll say something else about the the fourth quarter because that's when the Chiefs got rolling offensively, and also the 49ers couldn't do anything offensively themselves. And Shanahan said the Chiefs weren't doing anything differently; they just couldn't. He's like, "Well, you know, Jimmy missed a throw. Jimmy got hit and missed a throw. Uh, Jimmy took a sack and missed a throw." Well, they had the Chiefs defense hadn't had a sack up until that point, right? Though, right, 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 right. So I mean, it was the fourth quarter, and he's like, he basically kind of sounded like. I don't want to say he didn't blame anyone else, but he was like, the play calls were there. I made the right play calls. We just didn't uh, execute Doesn't them that, Yeah, now that happens. By the way, the uh, and John actually nailed this one on his own. He didn't need my help. The uh, Patrick Holmes sacks two and a half went over easily. Did? Well, three. That's that was, over. That was a walk. Yeah. We called it a walk. So it's, Brinson asked about Mahomes' legacy. It's obviously like, like Shanahan's coaching legacy. Way too early for us to have that discussion. He's 24, 25 years old. But we were at NFL Honors on Saturday night, and after Lamar wins MVP, he comes in and talks to the reporters, and he said a comment about how, like, you know, this is the first step, and the goal is to get championships and to chase Brady, right? He had That's paraphrasing. He said something like that. And you don't want to get ahead of yourself because Brady has six, and Dewan's right, like, that's probably not the best way to measure quarterback play, um, but ultimately it does matter. And this is getting way ahead of myself, but I'm the guy that can – 
said he was better than Brett Favre a year ago. Um, so I'll just stay uh, that takes aging well. <laughs> I know, it's unbelievable. Eight, one though. year later, it's aged You got well. murdered. I had multiple. I think I tell you who it was. I don't think I ever, we had, there were people who let me know that they didn't appreciate that. Uh, and then uh, Andrew Perloff, podcast listener, friend of the podcast, got, actually got Dan Patrick to talk about it on his radio show. It was like, this idiot millennial on the Big Six <laughs> podcast. So Dan Patrick's like, he's probably never heard of Brett Favre. He just looked him up on so Wikipedia. DP needs to have you on, and you can dunk on him for like 15 well, minutes. Well, as, as I've said to you, <laughs> take it age well, but it's been one year, and like it obviously has to stand the test of time throughout his career. But if there is one team or one team, one has the potential to be the Patriots dynasty or one quarterback who actually I think has a legitimate shot to beat Brady or at least tie Brady in that I do think it's Mahomes. And what I'll say real quick is that one thing and where you use Favre's comparison here and you just mentioned Brady and those are two good names with Mahomes because it is all about when you're just talking about winning six Super Bowls, setting all these records, 60% of that is durability. You know, where if you're not on the field, your team's not going to be good. We already saw Patrick Mahomes miss two games. We're talking about Brett Favre, who has the record for most quarterback starts. And the reason he has all these records to put up all these numbers is because he's always on the field. Tom Brady, except for 2008 when he tore his ACL, has never missed a game due to injury ever. You know, Patrick Mahomes has already missed two. So and he has a more athletic game, so he's taking more hits. He, he took, took a, he, he took, took a two huge or three hit. huge hits Fumble in the, the Super Bowl. So if he's going to be taking those hits, you know we don't know that he can last as long as Brady or Brett Favre to uh, kind of carve out his career. He's obviously the most talented quarterback we've seen in a long time, but can that be? Is that sustainable? I, I will say yes because he can, out of necessity, play strictly from the pocket. I do think like those option plays that they're running on Sunday night. Where he's taking hits, that's not a, a thing that you have to call in the regular season. That's a right. well, he, when he game, got jacked up on the sidelines. That was him running down the sidelines. Um, I don't remember, but he just, probably gets down earlier. I'm saying if it's not yeah. that. So two things: one, Mahomes also is playing in an era where they don't let you hit the quarterback as much or as hard. So even though he does have a more athletic game, is going to be running more often. He's more well protected than those guys, especially Favre was throughout his entire career. And then, don't want to get ahead of myself with Jimmy Garoppolo, but. The 49ers can save $24.4 million Ooh. by cutting him this season. That's Only 4.2 million in dead cap. $26.6 million <laughs> if they that. keep him. Clearly they played this game as if they didn't trust him. They played the NFC title game as if they didn't really trust him all that much. Not like, out of the realm of possibility in any way whatsoever. I, I don't disagree at all. Now, I, mean, I do. They're not cutting Jimmy Garoppolo. I Garoppel. agree with, with Ryan. And I I've, been, I've been criticizing him a lot. This Two season. words. I, they're not doing it. I don't. I don't think they're going to do it. But like, there are a lot of good free agent quarterbacks out there. I was going to say that's be the year to Hold do on. it. But out Reach. of them, who do you? Oh, you know. Two words. Philip Rivers. <laughs> I, I was going to say Andy Dalton. No, you would. You would rather have Jimmy Garoppolo at this stage. Would be good in Kyle Shanahan's offense. He'd be very good in Kyle Shanahan's offense. I wouldn't you rather almost twenty eight man. And breach. Here's you the thing, are though. you saying you'd rather have Andy Dalton than Jimmy Garoppolo next year with this 49 on this 49ers team? I don't want to give you anything that Debo can cut and you already uh, did use against me in 12 this. months. I shook my head so hard that the, the microphone fell off. Here's the thing. If Jimmy Garoppolo hits that long pass to Manny Sanders, we're not talking about this. We're not talking about Andy Dalton. We're no, if he is that long pass, we're like, is this the new Montana <laughs> or Brady? Exactly. He yeah. missed him by four feet. A game manager's clutch? But he missed him. 
You know, like that's what it comes yeah, down to. Yeah, I guess what Andy Dalton's middle name is. Missed him. So him coming <laughs> oh, to San Francisco. Oh, Andy Dalton can't throw the ball 40 yards. That's his problem. It's By the way, it's so cold out here in Miami that, like, I can see Breach's breath. Oh, you should – writing in the press box before we were – Oh, this is a box, great story. He was, like, too quiet. I though, gave, too uh, like, my though. fingers – well, I have an infected finger. Oh, is it cold out there? It was, I, I'm not cold, but no, you guys have been sitting outside forever. Yeah, yeah we've been outside. It, it was so warm it and to like, the press box. I think it's 59. It's under 60 degrees. We yeah. were all dressed for like an 80 degree day because that's what it was like when the sun was out. Since we got here, we'd walk 45 minutes oh, around. Here the, we go. Uh, uh, it's 56 degrees. So now we're out in the freezing cold, dressed not for freezing 80. Cold. 86 is by definition not freezing. <laughs> 56 <laughs> is freezing cold when you live in 80 degree weather all day. You live in Nashville. That's. Yeah, Nice, same thing. I've been dunking on you for the last three minutes. This feels so good. Um, Get all yeah, the dunks out now, Ryan, because tw- I don't, 2020 is the year of no dunks on me. <laughs> uh, what Jimmy G got, I mean, not Jimmy G, Patrick Mahomes was named Super Bowl MVP. Is that the right move or wrong? I don't move? think it was. Uh, I think he stole it from Sammy Watkins, but who do you have, John? <laughs> I, I think Damian Williams should have gotten it. I agree on Damian Williams. Damian Williams finished the game with, uh, he had four catches, 29 yards, over on the catches, except I nice. told, I told my buddy, uh, Zeke. McGarrett I, to, uh, I, to take the, the Damian Williams over, but it got it got it got mashed up to four to be had to play. I think Damian Williams was the best, like most consistent offensive player for the Chiefs. But if, I mean, it turns out how you measure value. Like they don't come back unless. Preston, let me ask you this: though. I, look, I don't. Okay, think, yeah, but that's every game ever. The quarterbacks to be the most valuable. Well, like, yes, if well, you then, look yes, at it yeah. like that, but well, that's then, not yes. how. I'm, I'm again. I'm saying if you don't want to look at it like that, that's fine. Uh, but Hill. I will say, like Damian Williams. His final touchdown matters because it puts the game away. Well, let me ask but, you about like, that. It does come after Mahomes does 14 points. Because Sean was yelling and screaming, get down, don't score the touchdown to well, make I it 11. I didn't realize they had three timeouts. So I didn't know if anyone else felt Why that way. I just wanted to make it 11. Well, I, did, I thought they were out one, Sean. I thought they just needed a first down to win the So game. he was yelling at Damian Williams and didn't know the timeout situation. Imagine how embarrassed Ryan and I were to be working yeah, with him. You were Andy Reid five like, years ago. Was everybody like, who's this idiot millennial? No, because we were in open air, so nobody cared. Open air. Yeah, his voice didn't carry very far. The Chiefs fans were going crazy. Uh, did you, did you like it the end where they were like, where they were like, they played fight for your right to party? They played a couple and, times, yeah. But the, but the Chiefs fans were like, you got, like, they were in there like screaming like, was, fudge. It was insanely loud. They played it in the first half as well, like coming out of a timeout, and they were super pumped up. How does that, how does that rank, uh, compared to other Super Bowls in terms of intensity in the, in the- Oh, I was telling Breach, and, um, I was at, uh, sitting in the press box, the proper press box for- <laughs> They threw you out for cheering. <laughs> for Seahawks, <laughs> Seahawks Patriots. I was in the end zone where Russell threw the interception. This Super Bowl in my, in, in my, um- oh, okay, were we podcasting then? No, right? No. But it was, to so that print, that when Ryan was like, I gotta get back early. So he like, and I agreed with him. So we like booked red eye flights yeah. back. Have you heard this? Which year is this? Uh, Super Bowl 49. Yeah. And they're leaving, our red eye flights are leaving at like 2 a.m. And it's like, it looks like the game's going to overtime. Yeah, we're, we're like, like sweating oh it out. But, uh, this, this one here at Hard Rock was the best, uh, experience in terms of the fans, the game. Oh, cool. All of it. So yeah, it worked out well. well. I would, I like the Eagles. Uh, I was going to say, I thought the Eagles were the loudest and this was second. Wow. Out really? of the past eight years. Okay. Was See, again, like, it wasn't an open air press. I, I don't, I don't care for closed press boxes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we all agree on that. Well, write an email, Stephen Ross. He's a billionaire. He just spent four hundred million dollars to build this beautiful uh, roof or and, awning, awning over the stadium. Breach made a good point during the game that sixty-five thousand is actually a, a really good seating arrangement. Last year, how much does the Falcons yeah. place hold? The uh, how many what? The Falcons. How much do they hold in the, in the new Falcons dome? Seventy-ish. Yeah, in the too 70s. many. Because we were sitting like nosebleed in the ox boxes. If you're in the even in the press box, both. Yeah, and year. where Wilson was going with this is fun fact. This was the second. Least second lowest attendance in Super Bowl history. Didn't but feel like it. 
And, and when you say that loud, it's it's like, oh, that's a crappy number. I think it was 62,147. Someone could probably look that up. Uh, but a 62,000-something, the only Super Bowl with lower attendance was Super Bowl One. I was there. Wilson was there. But the thing is, the NFL doesn't care about that because it was by design. You know, the auxiliary press box where we're sitting took up a few thousand seats because there's so many rows, and they 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 close off an entire row in front of each uh, press guy. So there's that's closed. They do that every year. No, he's just making the point for listeners. Right, right. right. And I'm saying when they re they renovated the stadium uh, over the past few years, that took out 10,000 seats of capacity, and then also they uh, put in those VIP seats, the giant leather seats. That were equal to about three seats. That's where Brinson was sitting. Right, that is where Brinson was sitting because he VIP. got a ten thousand dollar ticket. Uh, so yeah, so if you look at that attendance number, it was the second lowest attendance number. By the way, I have to uh, ask uh, Breach a few things. Uh, he spent a lot of time. He he enjoyed the Super Bowl more than anyone I've seen in any Super Bowl ever. Ever. He was dan- first one. He was dancing at halftime. Well, we're gonna talk about the halftime show in a second. But I want to say this. Every time a, a celebrity came up on the big screen, he would furiously try to grab his phone and take a picture. I think he got like three celebrities. He missed out on a bunch. What, what were your plans with grabbing the celebrities on your phone? Well, people love to know celebrities. They're at the Super Bowl. Try to get a picture. And I failed miserably at this. Uh, Lady Gaga came up, was like kissing her date on the screen. Hopefully Bradley like, Cooper. Is, is that Bradley Cooper? Picture. Didn't he marry me? Come on. Pull, yeah, come on, dude. Was it Bradley Cooper? Why? Are you trying to cut divorces here? Uh, yeah, that's, 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 uh, I thought they got together. Jay Z and Beyonce, I miss badly. On Did you get a picture of Ryan where he was like kissing his his girlfriend on screen? <laughs> so two things. Obviously, Ryan was at Super Bowl one, but it, since he was there, that means Sean was like negative sixty two years old, right? Somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah. And then on Damian Williams for MVP. I mean, before that thirty eight yard touchdown run to end the game, twenty touches for ninety five yards and a touchdown. That's not necessarily. What you would give a guy MVP for that kind of that iced the game, but it was not like he was the reason that they won the game. You know what it actually? You know what this? You know what the the MVP situation reminds me of no. when Peyton Manning got MVP after beat when he beat the Bears in Miami um, in a game where he just wasn't that good. But it was like, nah, Peyton Manning team won. There's no and there's no one else. There wasn't anybody who's like so stand out. If the 49ers had won, who would, who would the MVP have been? Robbie Gold. Debo. Robbie Gold. Nah, he was trying to pitch in my head. I was getting the MVP story. I was thinking, how do you write them in your head? The the scenarios where it was twenty four to twenty. Four Niners score to make it twenty seven twenty four. Chiefs kick a field goal twenty seven twenty seven overtime. Robbie Gold was going to win the MVP if the Four Niners. Robbie Gold off the bat. Robbie Gold. I will say one thing though on what Dubin just said. Just that like. You can't take out, you can't say, hey, if he didn't get this 38 yard run, he only had 95 yards. Cause if you take out that third and 15 play from home, so we're gonna take out one play, hey, all of a sudden the Super Bowl is different. So I'm just saying you can't just randomly select and one if play you and pull out. Dunk on Kyle Shanahan, if he hadn't, I'll oh, go ahead, David. I'm not saying to take out the play entirely. I'm saying that before that, they were trying to essentially run out the clock there. And 20 touches for 95 yards in the touchdown at that point. It's not like he was the reason that they were winning the game or that they won the game. He was the most consistent offensive performer. Right, but the third and 15 is the same way. Before that, Mahomes had thrown an interception on two straight drives. But the and third, if he doesn't complete that, all of a sudden they're the putting third and, 15, and the third, apart. That third and 15 matters way more. But here's but the thing. he's using one play and I'm using one play, but, Sean. But How do you understand that? The That's play the that thing. he's using matters more. But here's the thing. If, if, you, wanna, if you want to dunk on Kyle Shanahan some more, yes, if he hadn't thrown the third and 15 bomb... Matters more than Damian Williams. Uh, that's all touchdown. Yeah, because the Chiefs could have won anyway without the without the touchdown. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. You're, no, no you, and you the Chiefs could not have won at all without the third and fifteen. Yes, yes. Thank you for that's literally my argument. 
That's not. That's not Sean. Sean. Sean's Sean. Sean's drunk. said it in reverse. I don't, no, I know, the third and fifteen was much more valuable than Damon Williams. Oh, he's right. talking loud. We agree it's with that, but Sean. you said I had it wrong. one cup of wine. You said Dubin's play, and I said the third and fifteen. He's shunnyberated. I understand. No, I understand why okay. you confuse Brenton. You, we, oh, when you listen to it tomorrow, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll rehash. You think I re-listened to us talking? <laughs> I hope. I do. Got to get the, the listeners up. By the way, I think the theme of the two quarterbacks play. PFF is now tweeting out all these stats from the game that they charted. Mahomes actually averaged twice as many yards per attempt when he was pressured as opposed to when he was clean. Obviously, a lot of those yards came on that third and 15 play. When Jimmy Garoppolo was pressured, um, he was one of nine for 20 yards and two interceptions. That's not good. Andy Dalton would have done better. Yeah, the second interception was down the stretch. The first one was terrible. Um, By the way, quickly, the third and 15 that we keep talking about, if you want to dunk on Kyle Shanahan some more, if he hadn't challenged the the catch that Tyreek Hill made, when they brought it back to make it third and 15, they were only been in midfield instead of down there late, uh, deep in, the, in, in KC. But they uh, won the challenge. What? Yeah. No, yeah. If you don't challenge it at all, you still don't take it to the 50, you still have 20 yards. Wait, 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 what? Patrick <laughs> <What? laughs> no. Mahomes completes yeah, like galaxy brain. Dude, you know dude, what I mean? <laughs> dude, this is a, dude, this is a daily NFL podcast, and it's, it's, it's so frequent that like, we said some really stupid no, stuff listen, here. That's listen. the stupidest thing anybody said all season. Listen. So, Patrick Mahomes completes the ball to Tyreek Hill to bring the 50-yard line. Remember that? Yes. Yeah. He challenges it. Yeah. He wins. He wins it. So you're, you're asking, you're, you don't challenge him. You let Tyreek Hill have the ball at midfield. He's, right, but then it's first and ten at midfield. As opposed to what? What happened? Third and 15. And what happened on the play? the number? foresight that they're going to go a 40 yes. I can't believe you're arguing this. That's this all I'm saying. The no. stupidest thing. Ryan, he's, he's, okay, here's what we're saying. Would you rather give someone a third and 15 no, no, at listen. their own 20 or 35-yard line or a first and 10 at midfield? Because you can't pretend. You can't say this in hindsight. No, I, it was a joke. We were talking about Kyle Shanahan oh. like dunking, like having a terrible game. Yes. If you go to the beginning, I said for, as long as we're dunking on Kyle Shanahan for having a, a poor, you know, poor game. My point was just don't challenge that play. Ryan's playing chess with checkers pieces, and we're playing. Uh, That's right. You checkers. guys. He got so fed up, he put his I'm computer away. He's like, all no. right. So let's talk about the entertainment aspects of this game. Preachments of the celebrities. What do we think about the halftime show? Love I love it. Guy, yeah. I am like uh, he and, he, you were standing with with Quinn Snyder, and you guys had a blast. But, by the way, the, that the you know, the famous Janet Jackson Nipplegate, dude, that was tame compared to what we saw on Super Bowl LIV. I I like I like Shakira. Like it was, I, look, she's got good songs, and when she came out, like she crushed it. <laughs> she crushed it. He was so excited. I was. I'm not even kidding. Oh uh, yeah, he got a Pete. Freaking Pete got twenty one. Pete Blackburn got twenty one thousand retweets on a at NFL. My son just humped a hole into a sectional couch. I hope you are happy. Does that just read that on there? Okay. okay. <laughs> like, I, I saw. So like, um, I had somebody come up to me and go, "Yo, is that Blackburn guy funny? Because like, do I need to follow him? Like that's a, that, that's he's like that's a really good tweet." <laughs> um, uh, so you like? I, I thought I thought the halftime show was wildly entertaining. Did you hear it? I could. Well, I had the I had an earphone. In. So no, I'm not kidding. You can't hear anything in there. I was. Uh, I'm talking to him, Sean. I want to make sure you could hear it because sometimes you can't hear things in the press box. Yeah, you could. If you came in there, you could have heard me eating the food that I had after the game, and all the. And, you it's know, the same with eating with you. I get it. You're, you're starving. You wish you had food, and you don't. No, I'm fine. Uh, no, you're not. You're terrible. Um, By the way, the best thing is when, when Brinson has nothing, he just projects onto you what he's angry about. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I thought the halftime show was really good. 
I thought it was uh, pretty risque. It was, uh, <laughs> how do you say, muy caliente? Oh, uh, yeah, third that. That uh, is how you say it. You know more Spanish than I do, Brinson. The best part more. is, yeah. uh, after the halftime show and right before the halftime kicked off. Our friend Amanda Guerra says that you need to learn Spanish to tell you that. I looked that's, over. That's my off-season goal. I looked over at Dubin, and I see him watching uh, a Twitter gif, <laughs> and it's literally Shakira and J-Lo butt-shaking. And, I, and, he, and he's like, I was like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I just popped, it just popped up. <laughs> I did not say that it just popped up. It I saw someone it. tweet about, it just like, popped up. quickly close it, dude. It just popped up. It, I did not say that it just popped up. I saw someone tweet, like, holy crap, or whatever it was, and I clicked, like, why is this person saying holy crap? And I watched it, and it's literally just two seconds of butt shaking, yeah. and it just keeps replaying and replaying and replaying dude, and replaying. At least, at least, like, so Jonathan Jones and I, the two senior NFL writers, we were in the uh, press box. and I'm going to interrupt Princeton now, because this four, is just ridiculous. Three or four First times all, during those songs, like, we, like, just turned to each other, we were like, I like, 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 like jaw dropped. Like that's. Were you watching a, on the the television monitor? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because he couldn't hear it because he was inside the press box. Nobody cares that you had food. Like certainly the listeners don't care. None of us care. We all got to eat. We were at the stadium, too. You know, like you don't have to keep saying it every eight seconds during the podcast. Also, I did think. It was <laughs> angry dude. <laughs> Debo, are you sleeping? Are you cold? Are you cold? Uh, Debo is freezing right now. Yeah. He's shaking and everybody's laughing at that. But also, I did think it was cool that, you know, I lived here for four years. There's a lot of, like, Florida man. Yeah, Florida man. Um, yeah, you still can't find a bar in South Beach somehow. Yeah, I was never on like the West Side. Oh, it's more of a residential. But we Stevie don't, Wonder could find a bar. We don't need to South present Beach. our arguments from three nights ago about what we were doing. But I will say, uh, I did think it was Ryan, cool. Ryan, how Ryan has passed along his microphone too, as he does every he's Sunday. Had one couple. Of take off, take off, and pee. He's running to a porta potty. But I, I did think it was cool how we're in. South Florida, there's obviously a lot of, you know, Hispanic, Hispanic connections. Yeah, 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 sure. And then to have J-Lo and Shakira no, doing a halftime show, I thought that was pretty cool. I was, you know who the other people were with them? No. A guy in a do-rag and then J-Lo's daughter, I think. It was, um, uh, do, do you guys know? No. I Nobody know knew. Alex Rodriguez was enjoying himself down on the field. It's J-Lo's man. I, know, so I, I, I ran him into him. Bad Bunny, who apparently, oh, Bad Bunny's like the hottest rapper out there. Yeah, um, and uh, Jay, Jay <laughs> Balvin. Stop talking I'm a bigger about how fan. attractive people are. I'm a bigger <laughs> fan of Good Rabbit. I don't like Bad Bunny. Um, that's, that's a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> Did uh, J-Lo's daughter come out? Yeah, you know, she was here's the, the thing that most the blow my, blew my mind about <laughs> the halftime show. As I'm sitting there, and, and everybody was appreciate the attractiveness and, and how Jennifer Lopez and Shakira dance. That Jennifer Lopez... Too bad. The microphone. You already man. had the mic, man. Jennifer Lopez is 50 years old. She's almost older than Brinson. She is older than Ryan. Oh, she's as older I, than as Ryan. I pointed out to Ryan multiple times. Shakira. Did you say she's 50? She's almost older than me? Aren't you no, the same that was age as Brinson? Night joke that Brinson uh, yeah, so uh, yeah. Uh, and then, uh. I feel like 50. And then, <laughs> and then Shakira, I think she's 43. So you had two, uh, singers out there over the age of 40 who just crushed it. Yeah. Um, they're older than the Super Bowl. I actually didn't. Was there a Kobe tribute at the beginning? I didn't see Yeah, it. they lined up on the 24-yard line, each uh, team, and then there was like a brief moment of silence. Oh, that's really cool. I like that. Um, 
Oh, my halftime experience that Ryan brought up real quick. I Bill was gonna, Belichick was on the big screen holding a bunch, holding up his rings. Tom I was going to take a hyperlapse of halftime, and a guy in front of me stood up right in front of my camera <laughs> and, and didn't move. Did not move. Literally the whole entire time, he decided he was going to stand. I, I don't know who this media guy was. He stood for the— like, He was recording. Literally the entire halftime show. I couldn't even see. I could hear it, and I watched it on the big screen, and I was about to poke him, and then— Quinn, who you mentioned, our producer, like started going, <coughs> sit down. Like you were gonna poke him like a Facebook poke? Or no, like uh, they don't have that on Facebook anymore. It's the last time you were on there, Dubin. Who was the media member? Call him out. Yeah, I, I don't know. I actually was gonna look at his name tag because I wondered who it was. I, I did not do that though. But eventually, uh, Quinn got so annoyed that she made noises like, "Yeah, I need to sit down," and he sat down about halfway through the concert. I had a worse halftime experience than you. I went to wait on the media line where the food was to go get coffee, and there was no coffee left. They ran out of coffee multiple times in there. It was very bizarre. Like I, I don't, I don't. So you've been turning into Brinson with complaints about press box food and drinks <laughs> after saying At that the listeners don't care about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you won't yeah, start having food. Coffee is different than food. Everybody knows that media people need coffee to function. We don't need food during a game to function. I got food after the game. Is the point? And they had little Cuban sandwiches you at after the game. What? That's why I was like getting over to the set. Oh, gotcha. No, we ate before. We had uh, food before, Cuban sandwiches at halftime, and then food afterwards. It was delicious. So who wants to go to a J-Lo or a Shakira concert with me this offseason? I would do that. All right, good. I'm out. Same. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, is there anything else? Yes, winners, losers. Uh, anything else before we get to the winners and losers? I got my loser. Uh, Ryan, you can go first. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding, Breach. Go ahead. My loser is the your guy... Winner. No, I'm going one. We're going around. My loser is the guy who fell asleep at the Super Bowl. Like, you spend seven <laughs> explain, explain the, if people didn't see it, right, it was so, a tweet. It was on TV. Somebody, I think. Yo, I saw it because uh, Pete Blackburn tagged it. Tagged me I actually, thing. when they when is I saw Brinson? it, I was like, that could kind of be Brinson. Yeah. <laughs> so this, so I think it was somebody from USA Today. She took a video. And uh, she's like, yeah, there's someone sleeping at the Super Bowl. She everyone's, stands around Everyone's, slowly. like, screaming. Right. Like, oh, yeah, this is a part of the game where everybody's going crazy. I don't know how anyone could sleep except for, like, if you have earmuff. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Earplugs in. And this person is out cold. And it looked like they had been on a week-long banner on South Beach because that's the only way. And I'm sure we could have a separate podcast about banners on South Beach because – it gets crazy here, and I do understand it, but this person was just out cold sleeping. Uh, I think the video went viral, but hey, if you're going to drop six or seven grand on a ticket, I mean, and take a nap, I don't, I don't know if the Super Bowl is the place I'm going to do it. But on the other hand, Brinson Wilson, you have a, a wife and kids. Maybe he just uh, spent that six grand to get away from That'll the family be you. for a night and take a nap. That'll be you in a few <laughs> months. Nap. Uh, you know what? My loser is Kyle Shanahan. Ooh. I, in fact, I'm having a hard time thinking of other losers on the 49ers. Uh, it just sort of they, start- they all lost, Ryan. Oh. <laughs> but it starts with Kyle Shanahan. But, I mean, Debo Samuel played well. Jimmy Garoppolo, yes, maybe he struggled in the last quarter, but I don't think, uh, you know, he played particularly any worse than we've seen him play throughout the year. So I'll go with Kyle. I would have said Kyle Shanahan, so this is like – and I think Garoppolo would be two, but because those are just obvious easy answers. I will say, you know who got beat on the big play down the right sideline by Sammy Watkins? Richard Sherman, and I named him as my winner of the playoffs heading into the Super Bowl because I thought it was cementing his all-time status. I don't think this changes his standing in history, but for as many huge plays, he has the tip in the NFC Championship game, he has the pick in the NFC Championship game this year, 
that's going to be on his reel too uh, for years to come. Too. Clip that and uh, tweet it and tag Sherman <laughs> and Sean. And that, same thing. Um, I haven't even thought of a loser yet. Yeah, it's hard to find a. It's just, you know what? You could. Well, no. Well, that's know. why I said Sherman. Like I think it's, it's Shanahan. And I was going to say uh, Kyle Shanahan on that third and fifteen for not throwing the red flag, but I decided not to go back there. <laughs> <laughs> let, it, let it go. It's Ryan for trying to argue. <laughs> this. Yeah, it's like, it's got to be just the Niners' defense in general, right? They gave up twenty-one points in the fourth quarter. Like, how is that not the loser? Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, Rob, yeah, yeah, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. All right, yeah. Uh, what about winners? What's your loser? I'll think of one where you do the winners. You know my winner? My winner is Pete Prisco getting tackled by Teron Matthew on the field after the game. On live on CBS Sports HQ. It was fantastic. And Sean made the point and asked Pete this afterwards if that was one of his best moments in 30-plus years of covering the NFL. And he said, yeah, yeah, it was. And it was awesome. Like, so he and Honey Badger have become really close. Right, exactly. Like they, they, they wrote all, a big story in like a few years ago. He's also done like a bunch of Kansas City stuff. He's, he like, he like, yeah. like. Matt, uh, Honey Badger and Pete are like boys. So that was, that was my winner. Pete yeah. seemed quite happy. Tyron obviously was very happy and, and they, they had the reunion on the field. Yeah. As the, as the uh, graffiti was, what's it called? Um, I would say my winner is, uh, Steve Spagnola. Yeah. A little off, off of Bramwell because they held the, shut out the 49ers in the fourth quarter. He did, you know, this Stop guy. The run. 20 points. 20 points. With Mahomes, hold them under 30, you're probably going to win. They, 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 you are like, going to win, no This doubt. guy now has, you know, engineered multiple Super Bowl defenses that have happened to completely, you know, not completely shut down, but, but like, you know, get beat 18 and no pats. Yeah, you beat the 18 and no pats. You did this. I mean, I, I would say, uh, Steve Spags is a winner. I really want to say Sammy Watkins, but I'm not. I, 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 no, I think it has, I, I think it has to be. No, Mahomes. you don't get two winners. I, no, I'm saying my winner and my, name another winner. <laughs> so it, my winner's Mahomes. It's not, I was gonna, I, I'm not even gonna list Sammy you Watkins. You do Sammy pats. Watkins and list somebody else to Mahomes. No. Who's, who's left? It, no, I, I Breach, I got either. one. It, it's Patrick Williams. So I'm not explaining why I thought it might be Team Rocket. It's Patrick Williams because there was a point in this game we talked Sean, about. Sean wasn't willing to let Breach to Mahomes. No. He's like, Mahomes is my guy. He you is know, my guy. Did, he prefaced it by saying, Mahomes is everybody's Here's guy. Here's who I was going to name, Sammy Watkins. Yeah. I'm saying there was I was going to name Sammy Watkins or Damian Williams or <laughs> um, Andy Reid or uh, but, you know, Kyle Juszczyk. Uh, Here's the enemy. But it's it's just got to be Mahomes. No, it's Mahomes. It's Mahomes because there oh, was a geez. point in the middle of this game where he was going to be the biggest loser um, because the whole not narrative, but the whole thing coming in this game was that game script. Mahomes, does, does Mahomes does not have he that on game. The show. He went on, he did, I have today, no idea. Today turned the uh, the live Pick Six podcast. Uh, for instance, said game, game script probably forty seven <laughs> times. I thought that show went really well. Yeah, if you get finished yelling at Dave. <laughs> he threw a, a he, cookie at you. <laughs> we were going on in 90 seconds, Brinson, in order to be found. Brinson was downstairs telling stories, and, and Dane threw what was probably a 98-mile-an-hour cookie basketball. He, right square in the back. Square I was going to say, did he cry like when Prisca threw a stuffed animal at him? No, I, yeah. I, 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 I yeah, cussed it was sort of like that. I My winner said, is Brinson because he got to sit in the main press box. Just kidding. My winner. Any, any three meals. My, my winner is Andy Reid because one of us has to name him. It's easy, but hey, look, you won your first Super Bowl in 20 years. Andy Reid. Off the bye. Andy Reid. Off the bye. Andy Reid. Off the bye. You know what he should request is that, uh, they get an extra bye. The Chiefs next year. I like how we turned this into our thing and just cut Costas out completely. Oh, is that his thing? <laughs> It was definitely being said on the podcast when it was like you, JLC, Prisco. Oh. He and I started on the podcast. Yeah. We were singing Andy Reid That's how I first heard of it. Yeah. I just really? stole it straight up. Oh, yeah. I'm going to change the melody to it so we don't get hit with some copyright uh, lawsuit. This Andy Reid. Off. 
the bye. Andy Reid off the bye. <laughs> off uh, the bye, Andy Reid. Any more winners or losers? Do you got a winner? I was going to go with Andy Reid because... Oh, uh, well, you can't steal mine. Steal my mic and everything. Well, I if didn't you know you were going to take Andy Reid. I was preparing to say it. I thought that I was going to go Andy Reid because people will wake up about how good he's always been. Like I said earlier, it didn't change just because of this game. But since Sean didn't take Sammy Watkins, I will take yes. Sammy Watkins. <laughs> because not only did he have the only big play of the first half on that leak route that they essentially stole from the 49ers who run that play all the time, but he did beat Richard Sherman on that play down the right sideline, which essentially confirmed that the comeback was going to be complete. Really just shook him off the line, too. Got a perfectly clean release against one of the best corners, not just of the last 10 years or so, but ever, and then just, you know, hit the Jets and pulled away from him down the sideline, set up that game-winning touchdown. Sammy Watkins, definitely a winner, much to, I think, Brinton's chagrin. I have a... Not, it's not that fun. It's just a fact. Um, Thank you for it, being honest. In the, uh, I, I, I was calculating it. I thought it could have fun potential, not that fun. But Sammy Watkins had 288 yards in the postseason, three games. After his week one explosion the rest of the year, um, he had 475 yards. It was yards. straight up doo-doo. So, like, 288 in three games, 475 for, like, 15 weeks. Like, he really Three touchdowns out. in that first game, no touchdowns yeah. the rest of the season to the postseason. But he, he, he turned up in the post postseason. Yeah, Those he heard fox trucks you hear. They're leaving before we are, and they did the telecast. <laughs> Three of us saw the rain. Did you realize that the um, we're the last ones out? Turn off the lights. Did you realize that the confetti that was shot out of the field? I uh, knew that. Yes, had Twitter things on. Had them? tweets on it. Yeah, and one of them for the Chiefs was, "I bet it feels amazing to be the quarterback who says I'm going to Disney World after winning the Super Bowl." Hashtag QBs from Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes tweeted that thing in 2013, and they but they but Twitter added it to a. To some of the confetti and shot it out. That's pretty awesome. Oh, that's that, is, that was a good idea by uh, whoever came up with that. Yeah. Oh, I have one more loser, by the way. Uh-oh. John breaching the stories this week. He says he can throw the ball 45 yards. We're going to have to figure that out. I think Debo has plans to, to do that. And in another podcast, we'll tell the story about breach running a marathon in, in 47 minutes. Yeah, this is an off-season. Like, like a 100-minute like Sunday night recap of John Breach's <laughs> alleged I am going to reverse triple dunk on every single person on this podcast, <laughs> podcast when all this is confirmed. <laughs> yeah, uh, Breach, we told the marathon story in the pod, right? No, 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 no. Yeah. I we feel like we're say that one tell now. Like, let's, let's we, say we, it. we, we, let's recap Super Bowl week. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is, this is the end of the podcast. Steve yeah. is freezing. <laughs> please break. Please end it. Uh, that's it. That's the Super Bowl show. Super Bowl LIV in the books here in Miami. Fun week, boys. Bienvenido a Miami. Please don't ever do that again. Um, they're that fun week. Take, uh, oh, you know what? I got one more winner. Oh, one more. So Never ever have we gone out. Let's hear it for Debo. Breakout Debo. Super Bowl week for Debo. People were buzzing about it. Absolutely. Debo was at all these. I went, I went like an exclusive like uh, Saturday party, and I get I get right. there, and I'm like, yeah. turn it in about him. About <laughs> 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 Ten seconds. <laughs> Yay, Debo! I was at this party. The no, last famous but people. Look at like Debo's there. Too. I think Brinson's right about this. What's that? Debo Samuel was really good. He was going to Debo Samuel. That's right. Yeah. We asked. Breakout week for sure. Yeah. I thought I thought you were going to say Debo ewoped last night, like no. when you guys were out. Doing your thing, I, I don't, maybe he did. Debo, you up with someone off Tinder? Oh, uh, oh no. come on! Debo, you ask him that on the podcast. <laughs> Debo, and look, the other person I thought I'd have. Uh, Debo, by the way, cut it when Ryan sang <laughs> that thing, and then we're done. Our producer Quinn, she had a she had a great like great D, Debo and Quinn. 
there was like a lot of buzz from CBS people about what a great job they're like doing. the uh, when you see the list of thirty people under twenty five that are up and comers thirty oh. under thirty. How about the Big Six podcast being featured on the front page of iTunes for Super Bowl coverage? That was kind of cool. So thank you to everyone who listened, who downloaded, who subscribed, who rated and reviewed. You guys rule. Can't wait to do it for another season. Man, we won't be going anywhere. Uh, we, uh, we will have a uh, live Super Friends show recorded from the f- offices in Fort Lauderdale for tomorrow. No, not Super Friends. Me, Breach, and... Well, those are the super, super friends. Sean's like yeah. extra kicking I'll be friend. flying them. Yeah. Dubin's the friend that shows up. So uh, check that out. We'll have great coverage the rest of the week. Oh, I thought it was good. And uh, talk to you guys soon.